0: rocking and rolling nice we are back kayler thank you for joining us we appreciate it man
1: thanks guys i'm honored that you asked me to be here this is <laughs> gonna be fun excellent yeah Let's you get uh, long and hard <laughs> <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> sorry that we're taking you away from the uh, presidential debate tonight
1: oh is that tonight <laughs> yeah
2: dude oh shit <laughs> no that's what we said too we're like oh that's tonight <laughs> that's tonight
3: wow i mm-hmm. thought
1: that i mean that is uh yeah i mean that's very highly anticipated by me as well too. I'm very stoked to watch that. Yeah. That's gonna oh, yeah. be really cool. So
2: Oh I'm sure we'll we'll see the recording. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sure
1: there'll be a few
0: Instagram like oh clips uh, probably both ways to be fair, right? Yeah. But like yeah. I don't know. It's I'm surprised A, this year is so wild and there's kind of like a weird I've noticed in people sort of this weird like seasonal almost like a seasonal switch depression or something like that of like Summer was like, all right, I guess it's summertime. It's not so bad. I can go outside. And yeah. now we're just like, really, like, holy shit, where did this year go? But, anyways, it's, it's just wild that it's fall already
1: in you. You're like, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I guess November's next month. So it makes yeah. sense there's debates.
1: So, yeah, yeah. It, it's so funny. Like, when the pandemic just started, I was like, oh, at least like it's just going into summer. Like, it was a really good time for it to start, I think. Mm-hmm. At least if you're in, I guess, I suppose the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, which I'm sure all your listeners are probably northern hemisphere anyways but um <laughs> yeah. but yeah so I was like oh yeah you know at least it's summer but holy smokes did that fly by and now I'm like oh now we have to do this all winter yeah <laughs> so I'm trying to get my butt out of here but we'll we'll see
2: yeah fly on, fly on. have you you flown an airplane since the uh, the I, whole thing happened I, I have yeah, yeah but
1: a very quick one just from Kelowna to Edmonton okay. so they still um, make
2: you sit in a bubble and all that? or
1: oh, It wasn't bad. I, I thought it was actually really good. I, you know, checked in to security, you know, obviously nowadays you check in before you get the flight and, uh, you know, the clone airport's like really small. You yep. just get right into, yep. right into, uh, security and man, they checked your temperature, you know, you wear your mask, you, you comply and, and do all that good stuff. And, you know, I think they fog the whole airplane, so it's like you know, pretty much bleached <laughs> out, and uh, it probably kills everything in there before you get into it. And oh boy, you know, they take your temperature before you get into the the plane, and oh. it's all really? good, man. Yeah. And a, really is crazy. it like
0: one person per row, or how does it? work? No, for...
1: I, full full flight, man. Oh, nice. really? Shit. Full flight. I think I think it's been uh, probably like a month or two now that they've actually had full flights. Yeah, like um, they stopped doing the whole like half capacity thing. Oh. <laughs> And I'm I'm so glad to see it, man. (laughs) It's like, you know what? Yeah. We need these airlines to, to, to stay afloat. And, and it's like, if you want to take, we're all taking our own, it's personal responsibility, right? We're all taking Mm -hmm. our own risk. And if you you feel young and healthy enough and like, why not travel? Mm -hmm. It's a great time to travel, I think. But yeah, there's some uncertainty. So I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting to see what happens in the, as this second wave before I you know, really go too far mm, because I gotcha. I was in Bali, like I was saying last year in March when it happened and I had to rush home and it was a 36 hour, you know, transition and, of hell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course. Back then we didn't know what the hell this was. Like I, I oh, truly yeah. thought, you know, maybe this could be it. Yeah. Maybe this could be it. And I thought at the, the very, I, well, I kind of thought the worst case scenario is we're all going to know someone that die, <laughs> die dies from mm-hmm, it, you know, mm-hmm. Um, cause we didn't know what the hell it was and back then. Even epidemiologists didn't know or, or the, the experts. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I was listening to, uh, uh a different podcast, the kind of about this topic, um, that was, uh, it's Ari Shafir's skeptic tank, but he does a State of the Union with Dave Smith. They're both comedians, if you know who they are. Yeah. I <laughs> know um, Ari Shafir. Yeah. 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 So, but they they were just doing, they do, like, a thorough review of each year from, like, kind of a comedy (laughs) slash political standpoint, Oh boy! but anyways, they were, it's, like, three hours long, so I'm only an hour long into it, so it's been kind of recapping the start of the whole pandemic thing, and exactly that of, like, yeah, a lot of this shit was wildly wrong, but you were kind of just going off the data at the time, and it, I don't know, it was pretty scary at the time, right? Like, who, who, you know, we had no idea what was happening, and like you said, it's, well, the initial modeling of Alberta, like I went and looked at the numbers, was basically one in four people would be infected with it. Yeah. Um, so in theory, pretty much everyone, you know, you would know someone. Yeah. right, In theory. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and uh, like I'm a one thing you got to know about me, I'm a I'm a health freak, and not mm-hmm. just like oh yeah, like you know, I'm into nutrition and fitness and stuff. Like I mean, like uh, borderline, like I'm not a hypochondriac, but I. I think if I didn't get my mental health in check, I probably could have went down that direction. So I'm yeah. very concerned about my health and my my loved one's health. Um, health. And um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, I was, especially my mom, like I felt so bad for her. Like I was like, mom, you're eating this. Like, here, like here's the supplement. And I'm yeah. kind of like like that already but i really dove into like what you need to do to protect yourself yeah. and i like i was on her like a hawk and i was like you you know you can't see anyone like she literally didn't see anyone for like months locking you away uh yeah and now it's so funny now that we have the data um you know and i'll be open about this i know this is i guess it's considered controversial now because it, it is polarizing but i'm respectful to look there are some people like i don't want my dad getting it my dad had a heart attack you know, a year ago or, or just over a year ago, he's got high blood pressure. He's, you know, um, you know, pre-diabetic and, you know, I don't want him getting, I don't want him getting it. He'd probably be fine, but I still don't want him getting it. I don't want anyone to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but now that we kind of know the statistics, I'm, I'm a lot more on the, f- on the side of like, let's live our lives, you know, like, yeah. you know, we got to be rational about this. We have way more of a chance, I was just saying to you boys before this, we have way more of a chance dying, driving somewhere than mm. I think we do of COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, if you're y- lucky enough to be young and healthy uh, or just healthy in general, then, uh, you know, reasonably let's live life. Yeah. Go about but, your day st- in business. Yeah. The CDC,
2: like statistics just came out this week, maybe yeah, last week. I saw that. I think it was like 99.98% survival rate for people that are like sub 35 or something like yeah. that
1: so it's like well well even if you're under 70 i think it was like 99.4 or something yeah which is right
2: better than probably the seasonal flu for. well it.
1: it's it's uh, to me and i could be wrong but i the what i've gathered from the data is it's basically the same around the same death rate as the flu it's just way more transmissible yes yeah Yes. is what I've gathered, mm-hmm. which, yeah. which is a big deal. It is. I'm not saying it's not a big deal. That's a big deal because the flu kills a lot of people. And it does, yeah. it's, this is freaking transmission transmitting all over the world rapidly. And yeah, a lot of people are going to die and that's very sad, but we have to pick a poison. We have to pick our poison and unfortunately it's going to be a lose-lose. We open mm-hmm. up, we live more normal life. Mm-hmm. People are going to die. Uh, if we lock everyone down, we're going to save some lives Um, However, we're going to ruin our economy and we're going to ruin people's mental health. I mean, the suicide rates are up a thousand percent at some points. Um, Domestic violence is really up. I mean, um, I don't think people are really taking better care of their health overall. I think it's actually worse for our health. I know drinking was up. Alcohol was up. Like, it's it's bad from a mental health perspective. And Mm -hmm. I just think we're picking the wrong poison, me personally. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've always just kind of been like, I mean, everybody goes at some point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, and you don't really get to pick. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to pick, but at the same time, it, it, it's not helping to yeah. do that. Right. And yeah. I think the collateral damage on, like you mentioned, uh, is going to be when we look at this a decade later, we're going to say, oh, those are the actual statistics nobody ever looked into or, or had a conversation about at the time. Yeah.
1: So, well, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I think it's just a really good depiction of how, you know, humans run off 80% of people run off emotion. I know this from sales and and you, I know you guys are in sales too, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, people buy off emotion, right? Because we're emotional beings, right? And we, uh, there's about 20% of the population that will actually buy off logic And I think that's just what you're seeing right now in the pandemic is like people are scared. They buy into the media. um, Things are uncertain and they don't really look at the logic. uh, They don't use their intellect when it comes to to COVID and the stats or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think only 20% of people are. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the 80 are just like i mean wearing masks while they're going to ride their bike you know like (laughs) i saw that yesterday oh man i saw that yesterday and i saw a family of four in their car driving back from calgary all wearing masks i saw two people at the bus stop wearing masks and i just want to be clear in case you guys post this on your social media or people listen like i'm not against the masks Mm -hmm. i wear my masks i'm i'm happy to um, I do it for others, not for me, because I would not be wearing a mask. So I'm not anti-mask, mm. but give me a break. <laughs> Come on. It's yeah, yeah. Use logic. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Oh, God. It's, uh, yeah, the mask is kind of, su- well, people like selectively kind of do it. And I don't know. It's also, and this becomes, we'll, be, we'll see what happens with this winter, because no one seems to be talking about air circulation, right? and how that affects things. And then yep. if you're sitting in a car with four people, sure you have a mask on, but you're all just sitting
1: there breathing that chunk of air from the whole drive of Edmonton to Calgary, right? Totally. So like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, masks with the, you're just breathing in your CO2. Mm-hmm. I heard it's better to breathe through your nose mm. um, while you have a mask on. So there's a little there's a little nugget for your, your audience. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> why I mean, would that be just because you... Well, I think it's something to do with those CO2 reuptake of breathing in uh I, I don't know. I, I think maybe you're just... I, I don't know, man. I i, I maybe <laughs> shouldn't have said it because now I have to defend it. But yeah. no, actually, where I got that from was Dave Asprey. Do you guys know Dave Asprey? He's the Bulletproof Coffee guy. Yeah, I I know him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah. I, I got that from one of his posts. So anyways, I mean, I can't explain it. I'm usually pretty good with my health <laughs> stuff, but it was like in passing on Instagram. I'm like, okay, yeah, breathe out of your nose. Okay, cool. That guy's <laughs> like a
2: scientific fucking he's a, he's an experiment unto himself
1: totally man i yeah. what's so impressive about him and i know he's kind of controversial some people don't like him but uh he'll go toe to toe with a doctor i've I've seen it any day and I'm so impressed by people who aren't actually doctors but they can go toe to toe with like mm-hmm. academics i love it i i mean i'm i i am not there when it comes to physical health but um you know i just love self education you know it's uh it's it's yeah especially nowadays it's super important mm-hmm. anyways yeah, hmm. yeah. You were gonna say something, weren't you? About uh, with the mask thing.
0: Oh, I I don't. That's uh, gone. I will say. No, something, I was. Oh, go oh, ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say. You also <laughs> using like the reusable masks, like people probably not washing them enough and stuff. So maybe you'll get sick from something else from just having germs.
3: Oh, I don't know. You you yeah.
1: see people like yeah, I go to the mall and you just see people like touching the front of the yeah. mask, and I'm like, hey, but I also like because dis- I do the. But I'm just as bad because I do
0: like I don't like to wear the surgical masks because they mess up my beard too much. So I wear yeah. like a bandana. It's a whatever. priority. Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you I go. wear like a bandana so it goes like straight down. But then I like have to like pull it down and it back up. So okay. I guess I'm touching. Now, are you a blood or a crap? Uh, that's the real fucking. I keep question. both <laughs> colors in my car. Just and check which area. Depends on I mean, what neighborhood you're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you just gotta be fly careful. Under the weight, gotta radar, check yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. Be
1: careful. I was
2: gonna say the fucking copywriters are having a field day though for a lot of marketing that I'm seeing. Oh yeah. If you're like a gym or something, I'm seeing these uh, these copy the copy on their websites now is like, Oh, we recirculate the air like 50 times a minute or some shit. It's like, it's actually bonkers. Yeah, man, (laughs) It's it's a
0: new world, boys. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like how many ads I've noticed where the person, if there's a picture in the ad copy, they're now wearing a mask. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's insane, man. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Or
1: like you see videos or movie, like, or I guess anything on TV of like in the past, where people were together and not wearing masks. And you're like, that's you're so like, weird. It is
0: funny how we've been almost reconditioned. Oh. Or, what What was I thinking? You know what? So, yeah, same thing. I've seen movies, TV shows where you you see people at, say, a party or something. And you kind of look at it like, "Uh, now. But you're like, a year ago, I wouldn't have that. That would be a weird thought if you were like you guys are standing too close
1: together at this house
0: party. Like I someone, <laughs> you, speaking of being a hypochondriac or whatever, you're yeah, like a germaphobe. Like <laughs> and
1: I, I, um, well, I'm de- I've definitely never been a germaphobe. I know that's not what you were saying, but yeah, mm-hmm. I d- want to mm-hmm. clarify. It's yeah. Just like really being afraid of like getting sick or disease or something. Yes. Like that. yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I'm the same way. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Like, well, yeah. I've gotten
2: to the point where I've like almost thought I had something and been like, well, that's over, man. Oh, yeah. I used to, <laughs> I mean, just growing up, it.
1: it was the worst. I used to go to my mom and be like, you know, mom, I have meningitis because I have, you know, spots on my leg or something. And she's yeah. like, it's a bruise or, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, you
2: preaching to the choir here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> self-diagnosis yeah. choir. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um I'm not allowed on Web M D anymore. I've I've banned myself from that.
2: Fuck, it's the worst though. It's like, well you could be, you know, you could have the calm of cold or you, you could have brain cancer, <laughs> right? So it's <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. Consult
1: your physician for yeah, it's, the, like, the, the, it's not yeah. allowed to go off of. <laughs> no, for sure. What's I going to say? Um something about oh. Yeah, and I'm I'm not really big on I mean, I don't like to buy into conspiracy theories are are interesting to me mm-hmm. um, but I don't really like to get too invested into them because I just don't think they serve me long term obviously but okay. mm, is something yeah. going on here boys like is there a bigger thing going on you know like what what are your guys' thoughts on that yeah. I'm turning this yeah. into yeah. my podcast well I we, like we have like had it. conversations we in have. the past. Yeah. yeah
0: and if you know <laughs> We're not afraid to err on the conspiracy
1: thought side of things, okay. no. or at least okay. throw that out there. So, okay. so yeah. don't be don't li- be shy there. I so. like
2: thinkers to listen to this podcast. Yes. So. Yeah, yes. I mean they're going to be
1: interested in this. Well, I, in the beginning, I was I, again. I don't lean towards conspiracies, and I'm I, they always sound way too big and and to to pull off. And mm-hmm. but they're very interesting. So I like to to. But it's getting to the point where I'm like, it's so our reaction to it and just the the way in which we're we're reacting to it and the governments are um i guess uh imposing these like even just the the mandates and stuff it's like it, you just there's a part of me that's certain wonder like there might be a bigger agenda here mm-hmm. like what but i i don't know i and i know there's all sorts of kinds and some of my conspiracy friends are are telling me what <laughs> they think it is and i'm like i don't know but i don't know what you guys think
2: well i'm of the mind that if biden wins in november There was no pandemic.
1: There was no pandemic. There was no pandemic. So he's using it to get Trump out of office. I think that there's
2: a deep underlying working that is, there's a lot of shit going on in the U.S. right now. Not just the pandemic, right? Yeah. So I think that it all kind of plays into that hand of, you know, stir up the, the public and get people... You know. But
1: I, but is that even a conspiracy theory? I mean, I think that's just the Democrats being smart in, like, you know, really s- blowing up this pandemic, making it sound like it's the worst thing ever, and that Trump's reaction was mm-hmm. so... Yeah, so piss yeah. so poor or whatever. So piss poor that yeah. it just gets him out of office. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're right, by mm-hmm. the way. But is that really a conspiracy? Like, I, I think that's just well, them using that as a... Could be, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then, I mean, what is in
0: theory conspiracy is just planning something without telling someone your intentions right so it's not always like aliens planned the cuban <laughs> missile crisis right like it can be yeah is know, that like, an actual conspiracy <laughs> no <laughs> but who knows <laughs> we're right? starting it right now yeah, yeah no exactly um
2: <laughs> fucking thanks mr oxford to yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah well see i think
0: yeah well they the, the thing is is Like, both parties want to attack the other, and when something comes up that they can use as ammunition, they're like, all right, we're going to run with this. Totally, definitely. But what I've been thinking about lately is now that we, like, know more about this whole pandemic coronavirus thing, we don't know everything, but we know a lot more. We can take more of a macro 10,000-foot view, and when you, like, try to just be an observer of what has gone on in the world in North America this year, it's... Like it's pretty crazy, and it seems just so suspicious that it's like how it just it actually all happened so much ridiculous shit in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on an election year, like it. Yeah, it makes you scratch your head. Maybe it's not a conspiracy yeah. theory, but there's a lot of things that line up. Yeah, for people who think that way,
2: you had sent you an article about something about the China China's reaction or something was intended to make the West. Oh, and now or something?
0: now there's like some level of. Uh, information circulating in the intelligence community that a lot of, um, um, there's certain people who suspect that China wanted the West to lock down, Mm -hmm. right? And there was a lot of, uh, just a big push on social media to push out certain clips and things to essentially uh, force our societies, our governments in that direction.
1: Well, I think like... I think that's almost obvious that China mm-hmm. would want us to, to lock down. Mm-hmm. Oh I yeah. I mean, they're trying to be the global superpower, which they're already on their way to do. Mm-hmm. I think in like projected is like 2024 or something. They're yeah. going to surpass yeah. the U S economy or something. But, um, I, I, one that I can buy into is, and I know Brett Weinstein was on Joe Rogan and, uh, mm-hmm. do you guys know Brett Weinstein? yes yep. yep. Yeah. And, um, he he's pretty adamant about and he he's not like he's this guy's a intelligent guy he's an academic and he is pretty set on that this was a man-made virus Mm. which is so interesting because i heard so many epidemiologists and so many scientists say that there's no way it could have been and Mm -hmm. they they break down why but like i don't really understand because i'm not really (laughs) i don't use that language but they're like no there's just no way it could be because of the you know all these different compounds and stuff like that and then you hear a guy like brett weinstein who's like no this is it's got all the attributes of a man-made virus hmm. um you know with the wuhan like there's a facility in there that works with viruses mm-hmm. yeah. in in wuhan which is really interesting like i i would say that's one that i can buy into mm-hmm. um and i but the whole like that there's this, there's a the big conspiracy about the, how there's like the new world order and the <laughs> virus is like becoming the, the, the thing that they're using for the tool. Like, I just like, okay, I'm open-minded. I'm open to anything, but like, and I could totally see, and I think there are people who are trying to like mm-hmm. really at the end of the day, control the world and the oh, new yeah. world order and all that stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there is, but like to get all of the countries on the same page and all of like all of the leaders, I mean, there's hundreds of countries in the world and all of them have locked down all of them, you know, and I, I just, I feel like there would be some politicians that would just be like, no, this is bullshit. Like we're not doing, we're not following this. We're not. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, there's so much compliance that I'm like, I don't know. It almost makes me think the other way, but regardless with trying to get too scattered here, I hope you're right on the Biden thing. My fear is actually, if the Democrats get in, that it actually might go the, other way where they're like, hmm. it's like obviously the socialist movement. I mean, I'm I'm I believe in capitalism, I'm scared shitless of the socialist movement because I don't think we've seen that that works. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's some very scary things that can happen there. And I fear that the Democrats get in, it's going to be they're going to control, they're going to try and control even more, they're going to try and lock down more, mm-hmm. impose mm. more r- restrictions. Because typically, the Republican and Democrat narrative has been like. Republicans want their freedom they don't want to wear masks they just want their guns and all that stuff and then the democrats are like locked down like mm-hmm. you know shut businesses down like let's get rid of this so i hope i hope that's what happens the democrats if they get in i hope that they're they just used it as to get trump out and that they're going to be like all right now we just got to live to learn to live with this and let's like let the world get back to normal. Sure. But even
2: thinking on like a bigger scale, like this in Canada, for example, has paved the way for universal, universal basic income. Right. Right. Um, And also if we look at how the stock market is doing and what companies are, you know, taking off, this has been a huge wealth transfer too. Mm. You see, you know, Bezos has exceeded $200 billion at certain points. They've all gotten richer. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Maybe it's the politicians that aren't even, you know, maybe maybe they're the useful idiots.
1: Totally, and there's, mm, a, there's a,
2: a, a larger cabal.
1: I can buy into that, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's or not buy into it, but be open to that for sure. I mean, yeah. that that would make a lot of sense because, yeah, the, the the gap that we've been talking about for a long time, it's just getting bigger, and and corona corona's just. Once the interesting perspective that I've heard a lot is Corona isn't really changing a whole lot. It's just speeding things up. It's just speeding trends that were already inevitable to happen up. Mm, okay. Right. Um, You know, when we see this in like the corporate world, like we were going to work from home more. So anyways, right. So it's just speeding that up. Yeah. Um, You know, the wealth gap was going to ha- it was already starting to trend in that direction more and more. And mm-hmm. it just sped that up. Like, you know, in many ways in schooling, universities, like, you look at all these things that Corona is really doing for the world. It's just speeding a lot of those things up. And yeah, it has changed a lot of things, but I think, and at the end of it all, on a macro level, it's going, everything's going to go back to normal, but it's going to have sped up all these trends that were already happening. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. Even, I mean, even our like global logistics and travel system was pretty open to completely fall apart by something similar. I mean, I I think we were, we lucked out with this one because it, you know the worst case scenario of covid it could have been that plausibly right yeah. thankfully it wasn't right mm-hmm. but yeah i think uh one thing i have always said is when it comes to conspiracy theories and there's the types out there who think it's like you know jeff bezos bill gates and you know no, <laughs> a the, few other people, people in a you've dark board <laughs> well, well it's that but also you're almost giving them too much credit like yeah. the world is chaos and so is humanity and we're almost assigning I think we as humans want to assign order to that chaos cuz that's just we think the world should work in like plain simple ways. I can see what's in this room. I know who's in. The, you know what I mean? Like totally. but our perspective is like small and not meant to be that big in a way and we almost want to give the chaos of the world some credit and that comes about in a conspiracy theory of like oh well these seven guys obviously just control everything and that explains it all i
1: could not agree with you more yeah that is such a good point we give like everyone well not everyone but a lot of people are hating on bill gates these days you know and they think that he's (laughs) like yeah he's just like come on like and maybe you guys can disagree with me i'm i'm totally open to thoughtful disagreement but like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who like are we actually suggesting that bill gates is so i know he's powerful i know he's got a lot of money i know he's the real deal but you know he's worked for years to just eradicate like one disease right and like he's just starting to do it like uh or i don't maybe that's not the most accurate statement but like anyways who like a lot of people are thinking that he's involved with the coronavirus just so that we can like he can develop the vaccine and like make money off of it uh, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like, I, I don't actually know or what it the is. The mind but, control chips or who knows. Yeah. Like exactly <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you, you just said it. It's like, we give them too much credit. Like they're very powerful. They're very smart, but Holy shit. Does that take a lot to pull off? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what I always have a problem with these conspiracy theories is it's like in actuality there, the logistics, and this is just my brain thinking and I'm not that smart. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but the, the compliance, the organization, the secrecy that would need to happen in that, the people involved, I mean, it would just take so much to pull off. And I just, I, I think I agree with you. We just give them too much credit. Mm-hmm. And we don't give the fact that the world is just fucking chaotic. And like, we were going to have a pandemic every hundred years anyways, mm-hmm. on average. So it's like, we we don't give enough credit to like, yeah, this just... I think really what this is, is it's just something that came along. That's really unfortunate. It was only a matter of time and it's showing how volatile we are as a humanity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I
0: almost think, but then with kind of like the China conspiracy th- side of things, because they're benefiting quite a bit from this. And there's now there's reports of like nightclubs in Wuhan are opening again and shit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. all that aside, th- like th- they're not our friends, right? Yeah. Like, Chinese no. people have no problem. Like, it's the Chinese government. Yeah, they're not our friend. Let's be very, very clear. People. Love yeah. Chinese people. Love Chinese people. But their government is a different story. And that's of who course. we talk about when we mention that, of right? Course. And they want to be the global superpower. And China is a very united front because you have to be, right? And mm-hmm. just under the communist system, et cetera. So it's very easy. Like, their intelligence of America, for example, they're like, they could probably see, you know... Division yada yada, the new one news does this one news does this. let's just throw you know totally. a match to gasoline and let it go nuts, and they'll eat themselves alive, but even, we won't even have to like have a war with them. We just I flip totally, this one thing here we're the bad point. guy walking away from the crime scene flicking our cigarette and walking off into the distance
1: right but but so. my question to you is like it, it, again is that giving china too much credit and maybe again maybe. i know like because that is like uh <laughs> that is madness to pull off let's put out a virus first in china mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ruin our economy yeah and then hope that it gets to other yeah, places yeah. and then we're gonna recover which they wouldn't know that they were going to and then the rest of the world will fall apart. Like, is that, like, that's a fucking master plan. Like, uh, that's, but, that's Ocean But if 100. you were to do it, <laughs> Ocean <Yeah>. Ocean 100? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I, Ocean 100. I'd pay a lot of money. Yeah, yeah But I mean, at the same Chinese time, edition. if they were going to do
0: it, that would probably be how they would do it. Would well, be mean, make totally, it look man. like it came from a wet market because people from the West would look at it and be like, well, I guess they have wet markets and there's wild
1: animals and totally. world travel. It would eventually circulate. Yeah. But I'm just, and, and I even think about like the conversations of how that would even start. Yeah, like, yeah. so what? Like, I, I don't know what the name of their leader is. Xi Jinping uh, Zin or something? Xi Jinping, I think, or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, so like even the how that starts. So like they're in a boardroom and they're like, you know, just yeah. like I picture them just being like, you know, yeah. So here's our plan: is we're gonna actually <laughs> release a virus out into the world, you know, and and then like, okay, then they go and they recruit some scientists to like get involved like i just it's so hard for me to picture how that would actually the best (laughs) argument i've ever heard about
2: the conspiracy theories though yeah and here i'm just going to float an idea what if there's a level above that though so what if there's a level above the jeff bezos and stuff i'm listening okay that i'm just floating the idea (laughs) no i'm listening yeah you got my attention but here's the thing this is the best thing that i've ever heard about conspiracy theories is that it's decompartmental decompartmentalization how yeah do they, like,
1: compartmentalized yeah so yeah. you
2: essentially like you have your hundred thousand people that are a part of this thing but they don't know
3: you know what they're a part of
2: yeah they don't know the level above them or the level below them uh, they're just serving their purpose that cog in that machine
1: uh okay hmm that is a brilliant point because it's what I've always said about conspiracy. Even the 9-11 mm-hmm. stuff, which I know a lot of people went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And a lot of people are very... A lot of smart people are very convinced. And I'm open to to it. But that was always my biggest argument. Is like, how do you pull that off? And, mm-hmm. and what you just said makes a lot of sense. In mm-hmm. that the people... So correct me if I'm wrong. But you're basically saying that like the higher powers who are organizing this... Don't really tell the plan to everyone. They I think just... that's,
0: a, in theory, it would be like three guys and they're like, hey, you're the science guy. Yeah. Go recruit scientists to build Go do this, 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 and this. And then, well, and then, because that's where a lot of their criticism comes from is because the big issue is what China calls it their Thousand Talents program, which is recruiting uh foreigners to them to come work for them and their government Mm -hmm. and that was where there was the big issue of a bunch of american scientists who were working for the chinese government but didn't disclose they were receiving money totally and that was some people got arrested for that some guy from like harvard or something like that but there's a canadian that was involved yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, there's a canadian person involved but that was kind of the thing where it's like hey just work on this project it's
1: for this type of virology and that's all you really learn Let's, let's not we're missing. We're <laughs> we're missing a big point. Like that's how businesses operate. Well, that's good. Like, Amazon. I I'm mean, even this is, the, the the basic level worker at Amazon doesn't have any idea of what the actual mission, the actual mission behind the no. scenes hmm. is of the yeah the exactly. executives. They're even fucking like, books yeah, packages like, pack and packages. Pack your book, but do yeah. this. We'll, and now they're fucking bullets. Here's your money.
2: Like, yeah.
0: Here's your money. Yeah, yeah. It's like drug dealers, right? Yeah. The guy on the corner doesn't know what happens in the fields of Columbia and vice versa sort of thing, right? So yeah. it's kind Man, of... Man, are you
1: guys turning me into a conspiracy theorist? But <laughs> the, the, the thing but is... But that's is like, what the world is, right? Yeah, like you yeah. said, that's
0: any corporation we just described yeah. too, right? But if
1: 100,000
2: so, people know, like, the deal... Someone's going to talk. It's going to get out. It's, so it's a whistle, get whistleblower, yeah, right? for sure. So it's probably, like, a guy yeah, who has this thing in his head who now has 10 guys below him that are, like... Like you said, the science guy, the yeah. fucking politics guy, the fucking, you know, whatever. This the social change guy. And if
0: we were to run through all the world governments in our head, which one most closely resembles the one Josh just described? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, so, but when
1: when someone tries to tell me that like governments are like, look, I I know governments are corrupt. I think that's I don't think mm-hmm. that's even a bold statement. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, there are some people who really believe that there's, like, this bigger... It, it the, the question is, is, like, how corrupt are they, right? And, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people believe that, like, it's, like, there's this big, like, conspiracy of, like, people... Like, the New World Order kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, like, well, but it, there's a certain point, and it happens, like Snowden, right? Like, mm-hmm. Snowden coming out and releasing that document that he saw or whatever. Like, But it does... It's got to come to a point. I get the Cartman compartmentalization yeah uh that makes a lot of sense but but i think that would only work to a certain extent once the the thing is and i guess it depends what it is but especially with like just governments in general having a big master plan like man that's that's got to be so incredibly tough to pull off and i think we just underestimate how complicated the world is Mm -hmm. how complicated governments are organizations are how uncertain things are. And as soon as here's the thing is as soon as something happens like this, it's very romantic to make up a conspiracy theory and it's a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people oh, making money yeah, off it. Definitely. somewhere. Like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah. So well,
2: fucking face mask manufacturers, man. Like there's, yeah. you know, the people who like alcohol companies went and just started making hand sanitizer, yeah. you know, like there's a niche to fill and yep. there's a lot of money to be made. Totally. Too, so,
1: well, shit boys, I didn't expect us to to talk about conspiracy uh, theories. Just thinking that. I yeah. mean, I'm usually used to talking about mental More health like psychology, but I mean, you know? I I I'm I'm all I'm here for it, boys. Yeah. I'm here for it. Like the young kids would say these days. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Actually, uh I noticed you have uh
0: your 2.0 tattoo. And I yeah, think man. does it, Anthony has one that says 2.0 as you well.
1: Know, it's so funny. So I've always, um, one of the things I do to describe, like, I'm essentially a life coach. I don't like to brand myself as a life coach because I think people have, you know, preconceived notions about, okay, you're a life coach. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm one of the ones that take it extremely seriously. I, I talk about, I say I'm a mental wealth coach. That's how I romantically brand it. But, um, one of the things I say to people when I work with them is you become a, I want to focus on you becoming a 2.0 version of yourself because that's what I did in my journey. I became a 2.0 version of myself. And um, I don't know. It It didn't come from Anthony, but I knew that Anthony had that tattoo, which okay. is super cool. And I remember I just got this 2.0 tattoo like um, probably two months ago or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. really? And I, I I remember I was in the grocery store and I was about to get it done and I'm like I should like I should get Anthony's blessing. I, I just felt this need to like you know, like just be like, hey man, just so you know, like I'm kinda copying you with it, but like I just want you to be okay with it before I get it. I yeah. don't want you to see it on social media or whatever and be like, okay. And I, I, I knew he'd be cool with it. So I voice messaged him and I was like, hey man, like i'm gonna get this 2.0 tattoo and i like i know you already have it he's got a big one on his in his hand yeah i'm like it's gonna be really small and like are you okay and he, of course anthony's so cool he's just like fuck yeah man he's like yeah, i'd buy it so i'm like okay i'm glad i got your blessing so anyways <laughs> probably a, a relevant story there but yeah yeah 2.0 man 2.0 version of of myself so what What's was what was 1.0 oh oh 1.0 shit how much time do you guys have (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't want to bum you guys out uh no 1.0 was uh 1.0 was um constantly in a battle with my mind Mm. constantly getting in my own way constantly self-sabotaging very low self-worth very insecure um not from the outside perspective like um I, I wouldn't have even been able to do this because I would have been like too insecure about things. Um, but if I had to and was forced to, you guys would probably be like, oh yeah, that you know he's a confident cat he's you know, but uh, man, inside it was a different story. So very low self-worth, a um, m- lot of anxiety, depression, ADHD, addiction, tendencies, um, you know, uh, l- unmotivated, low energy, just, uh, I didn't have a spark. I just was like, yeah. So that was the 1.0 version. And then I got absolutely obsessive. I found a Tony Robbins audiobook in my dad's car. Yeah. Oh, and it was uh, about 12 years ago or so. And uh, he made me realize that there is like this possibility to actually achieve like you know, things that are unimaginable and like achieve your highest potential kind of thing. And he just made me realize that was possible. And I got into personal growth and development and I've just been obsessed with it for the last 12 years. And my obsession has grown more and more as the years have gone on. Mm-hmm. I started that journey about 12 years ago, but in specifically in the last few years, mm-hmm. I had a gym actually not too far from here. And, uh, we opened up a second location, like very close to here, like a hop, skip and a jump. Mm -hmm. Like, like what kind of gym? Uh, private gym, like a personal trainer. Like we had group classes, personal training. We had massage, Cairo. What was it called? TNP fitness. It's centered for, uh, training, nutrition and purpose. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I had it for five years and, uh, it got to this great place where, I remember the grand opening of our second location. It was like the best day of my life. I just like, it was complete validation for me. We were popping champagne. Everyone I knew, everyone I loved was there. We had hundreds of clients that came through. We were running classes and balloons and we had my staff there. It was just like, as a guy who didn't graduate high school and grew up with low self-worth and a battle in his mind and mental health challenges, it was like the most validating, affirming thing to me ever And then I woke up the next morning and I realized how burnt out I was and how much I didn't want to even go to work. Hmm. So I was like, Hmm, I've been working on this gym, uh, completely. I, to me, I think there's two places ambition can come from. It can come from scarcity and a fear of failure. So you're just like constantly trying to get to that next level to validate your self-worth and have people, you know, say you're so great. You're so successful, all these things. Um, or it can come from genuinely actually enjoying what the fuck you do and like genuinely having purpose and meaning behind the, the things that you do. And I realized that I was building my gym from column one and, uh, yeah, I didn't even want to go to work. So I struggled for like three months to just try and like, but I was so burnt out, man, like just so burnt out, so tired. My mental health challenges got worse. This is, uh, almost four years ago, I think. Um, and, uh, I just ripped the bandit off one day. I went to my friends and I I said I think I want to close the gym down and they thought I was fucking nuts. Like they mm. they were like you can't do this. Like what are you talking about? Like, you know, cuz it was it was it was successful. It was very uh popular on social media and like we had, you know, it was it was one of the places to be in in fitness. And we had I had such a great staff and all that stuff and they thought I was nuts, but it's, it's a great lesson. And sometimes you just got to go with your gut. I just knew it wasn't the right fit. And I hmm. ripped the bandit off and I lost a lot. Of, I don't even know how it got on, on this, but, um, <laughs> I think it's relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I lost a lot of people in my life that I thought were really close to me. And I thought were friends and you know, hmm. that, that hmm. had my back. And as soon as they were inconvenient, cause when you shut down a business, people don't understand how business work. Like a lot of people don't understand how businesses work. Right. And when you sign a really big lease for five years and you, you know, have a lot of moving factors and you have clients that have signed, you know, contracts and you have staff and you have the CRA that you owe, you have creditors, you have personal guarantees, like shutting a business down like that when you have to do it for your mental health is not easy and it's going to inconvenience people. Uh And guess what? A lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. And they, they, They didn't, you know, and I tried to do my best, but I was a mess and I tried to be, you know, open about everything. But anyway, so Hmm. then I felt really isolated. Um, So that was one of the lowest points of my life almost four years ago. But then for the last like three years, it's just been that journey that I've been on is just like completely um, like been on steroids. And I've just been so obsessive about just getting better and better and better to the point now where i am at like you know i still have my my days and we all have our struggles but i'm honestly living a life that i thought was unimaginable to me my mental health my clarity and it's all to do with i've changed so many things and i just i fully committed Mm. i fully was like you know what i'm so tired of this bullshit, and i'm just gonna really go for it and i'm like i'm gonna show up for myself like i've never shown up for myself before and i did everything Like, and I was, I was kind of like almost an experiment. I was like, let's just see what happens. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's like, let me fully commit to becoming that 2.0 version and let's just see how far I can go with it. And I just like, even on the days where I didn't feel like doing a fucking cold shower and my 40 minutes of meditation and eating, you know, real food every single day and, you know, like, putting in the work and like going to work out and all that, even when I didn't feel it, I just did it anyways. And turns out that really works out for you. If you just do it consistently. And, and now I'm a 2.0 version hmm. of hmm. myself. So damn, kind just... a long winded way of saying it. But... <laughs> uh, no, no,
0: that was great, man. I mean, shit. I've many follow up questions. I do <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: you go first.
0: <laughs> so, out of, so just out of one day, like One day you just
1: decided, you know, doors were locked, signs said, were closed sort of thing, walked away from it all. Like I literally just, I made up my mind even before I told anyone. And uh, I was so certain of it. Hmm. And it was such a decision where people would think that I would have wrestled with it for a while. But I was like, I literally woke up one day and I'm like, I got to shut it down. Hmm. And I just knew it was the best for me. And again, it's just a a great life lesson that like sometimes you gotta do what's best for you yeah and yeah it fucking inconveniences other people and it sucks i, l- I let a lot of people down mm-hmm. i let a lot of people down but you have to prioritize your needs over other people's wants and everyone wanted the gym to stay running because some of them it was their careers and we had clients who had invested in it but i did my best. We negotiated with the gym down the street that they would take all our clients for no charge of whatever sessions they had remaining. You know, I told Hmm. my, my trainers and all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, you gotta do, you gotta be selfish sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. was one of the best decisions I've ever made, but I knew right away. It was like, this is what I need to do. It's going to be the hardest thing I've ever done, but I gotta do.
0: Were you, would you say you were kind of like a hustle culture person before that? Like, you know, the like, 16-hour Gary V days or whatever? Like, I what? mean, I'm still like that.
1: Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really am. I, I love, um, but but here's the difference. Again, two places ambition can come from. In the beginning, I was the hustle Gary V guy, 16 hours a day so that I could validate my self-worth. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, let's fucking work 16 hours a day it's because you actually love what you're doing. Like my biggest problem right now is I don't know what the fuck to do when I'm not working, mm-hmm. right? And like f- family and friends, That's easy, but like, if I'm not working, I don't know what to do. And it's not a problem uh, because again, when it comes from that place of genuinely actually enjoying what you're doing and meaning and purpose, you don't get burnt out, right? If you're taking care of yourself, you know, it's really hard to get burnt out. I shouldn't say you can't because I'm like, it's not work to me. I like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not stressed because I'm not attached to an outcome. Whereas before I was so attached to like, I need to get here and I need to get to this level. Otherwise I'm going to feel like I have no self-worth. Mm. Whereas now it's like, I don't know. I just doing it. Cause I love it. I'm mean, going to run a yeah. podcast. I, I help people all over the world. I get on the phone with them. I coach them. I, I love it. So, mm. you know, it's not, it's stressful sometimes, but it's from a different, completely different place. But I love mm. to work. I'm all about working hard, man, because I've seen it pay off for me and uh, dividends and, and changed my whole life. So I'm very of the, I know it's like a, you know, let go balance, like fuck balance, man. I like, look, if you, if you want to achieve anything extraordinary, Mm -hmm. extraordinary, which is when you break down that word, it's extraordinary. Well, then you, you gotta work hard, but Hey, I am just as envious as someone who is really happy and they don't need to work hard. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, a, I, like, I like to live some days like that, you know? Um, and I don't think that one is better than the other. It's just like, if you want to live an extraordinary life, you got to put in extraordinary hours.
2: What was it for you that didn't like, what was it that kind of pushed you away from the gym? Cause you look like you're, you're into health and fitness. <clears throat> you look like you're into that sort of thing. Oh so, yeah. So for me, at least from an outsider looking in, I would be like, that's kind of, a good position for you to be in,
1: right? For sure, man. But but it wasn't about that anymore. Mm -hmm. It was about cleaning toilets, and it was about leaving dinner parties because our speakers wouldn't work in a a group class, and I had to run there. It was about the pressure of having a half a million dollar lease over my, you know. Gotcha. Like, it was, it wasn't about, like, look, I want to make impact, and I know that's, like, a really cliche but I want to make an income making a really big impact I want Mm. to make a really big income making a really big impact that's always been my goal and it it was like it was like I don't need to do all this bullshit to make Mm. an impact and especially with the internet nowadays I knew that like I wanted to go online and and it's just such a better model man like I I, you know respect to if any gym owners are because some people it is what they should be doing Mm. but like for me man I just, I don't want all the bull and the community was cool. And like, that's what I liked about it was like the community of people coming in every day, but like, um, and some great people too, but man, like, it's such a better model to just go online. And, and I, I think the impact that I'm going to make online, it was already exceeded what it was with the gym, but like the gym, it's like it's such a tough model, man, paper thin margins. And like, if you really (laughs) want to make it big and make an impact, you gotta, I'm a go bigger, go home kind of guy. I always want that next level. So it's like, it was either like I was going to franchise these all over Canada. And it's like, just thinking about that gave me a headache. It's a lot of work and a lot of stress and I didn't have any partners or anything. So
0: Hmm. (laughs) fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, man. So
1: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's Uh, a story.
0: it, It is. No, that's really interesting though. I don't know. I feel like I've had some self realizations even listening to that because yeah. for me, I find sometimes getting caught up in the busy work. Like you're going to have that of of every job, right? For sure. Like, there's going to be certain like paperwork you have to fill out that yeah. you don't want. To. Yeah. like it's part of life. Totally. Total yeah. and,
1: and don't don't think that like I don't have anything that I have to there's do. There's like no negatives. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no. sometimes
0: it's like, and I've been catching myself lately being like why am I doing this with certain aspects of my business totally.
3: where
0: I'm like, I literally hate doing this and it's just making me kind of anxious because it's taken me away from what I should and want to be doing yeah. or, I know, it will be more fulfilling to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But so,
1: you know, I mean, you can outsource that and yeah, you can, yeah. you know, so, and then we have our blocks like, oh, but I could save money and do it myself. But it's like, no, but then you'll be doing more of what is actually the most revenue generating activity. And the thing that you only can do that you can outsource. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you're a realtor, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. It's look, that was the biggest lesson of my life. And I like telling that story because it's, um, it's, it's, it's a big lesson for, for, for anyone. And, and it was a pivotal moment in my life, man. And, and I think knowing when to quit something is just as important as like, you know, the not quitting, like never quit. I don't, I don't believe in the never quit. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, never quit overall like you have a main mission, you know, everyone has a North star. Don't quit the North star, but like you can lose a battle to, and then focus on the war. Don't quit the war, hmm. but um, you know, we can lose battles here and there. I think the losses are, I mean, that taught me so much too. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing in business now. If I didn't have that lesson, like you learn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh,
0: without, starkly changing topics too much how old are you by the way 31 oh okay yeah Yeah.
1: so you found tony robbins at like a relatively young age then i guess hey yeah yeah i did i like i said it was probably about 12 years ago Mm -hmm. um and yeah i just found a a cassette tape it was the awaken i think it was awaken the giant within okay Uh, that's kind of his like classic one isn't it yeah i think so Yeah, i'm not
0: I've listened to him on other interviews. I don't listen, I haven't listened to his actual. Actually, no, you know say. what
1: it was? It was Unleash the Power Within, I think. Um, oh, okay. So UPW, or is that, I know he does like a conference called UPW, but no, I think maybe. Because there's
0: one that's power and one that's giant in the title. I yeah. I know that. Well, you know, Awaken
1: I, the Giant Within is a book that he yeah. has. Oh, okay. And okay, so this okay. was like an audio, like a cassette audio, not a cassette, oh. sorry, a CD. Uh, okay, audio, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but, uh, which I w- was listening to. And then uh, that's a book, but he's got Unleash the Power Within, which is a, a conference. So it wasn't Unleash the Power Within. It was Awaken the Giant Within. So yeah. okay, catch you, catch you. Um, so anyways, it was... Yeah, I mean, Tony Robbins is the man. I mean, I know he's, like, easy to make fun of and easy target because he's, like, the, like, you know, like, life coach, like, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, fuck, he's the man, man. He just, like, he just lights my soul on fire listening to him. I mm-hmm. have so much respect for him and, and he changed my life, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Have
2: you seen uh, the Netflix documentary? Oh man. <laughs> About him? Have yeah. I seen
1: oh, really? I'm not your
0: guru. I, I'm yeah. not your guru. Yeah. 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 Is it good? i haven't it's I, pretty good well oh, you know
1: what i think i saw a trailer for it i haven't watched it i mean yet. dude i i think it's like one of the most powerful things i've ever seen i also cried in it like you know waterworks and <laughs> I, yeah i just that stuff just gets me man I, I think it's just because i've struggled for so long and i know a lot of people watching it and they think it's cheesy or like it's just like oh yeah like this motivational bullshit but like i just i struggled for so long that like <clears throat> and actually i a client called earlier today and she wrote on her wall you know that rocky quote yeah um that's like you know life ain't all sunshine and rainbows yeah, and like you know you could it's not about how many times you fall down and so, and i know that's so cheesy but man that's still just like sends chills down my spine man it's like you know life is gonna lock knock you down and like you know just get back up and like like i just that stuff man i just it's so cliche, but it just like it just evokes so much emotion out of me because I literally struggled for so many years, mm-hmm. and it it sucked, and it just yeah, it gets me. Mm-hmm. Well, there's all there is
0: actually a meaning behind those things. Like even shit, I wish I could think of a good example, but some of those like borderline cheesy axioms, it's like there's a profound truth to them, mm-hmm. but they've gotten broken down so much that they almost. L- sometimes lose a bit of their meaning. Like you have to have like yeah. your personal yeah. context put behind it even.
2: Yeah. Well, that's kind of what it is. It's like, it's a universality and there's the simplicity of it that it just, you know, people can relate to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's also easy to overlook cause it's so simple too. Yeah. 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 You,
2: are you into uh NLP neuro linguistic program? Yeah.
1: Program? I've actually thought about getting certified or, okay. or taken, Courses and stuff i know like the basics of it yeah mm-hmm. and i've i've read books on it and stuff um but in kind of my earlier journey audiobooks and stuff about nlp and i forget who's like the father of nlp but i've read like at least one of his books mm-hmm. and yeah it's really interesting stuff man and i'm i'm like um are you are you really into it that's why you ask or not so much curious? like i i
2: i've, I've... Man, the the whole rabbit hole that I've gone down lately when it comes to uh, religion slash, you know, the, everybody has those like questions yeah. and uh, to go down the rabbit hole of, you know, the the spirituality and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like I've just been like what do these people think? Okay. What do these? Yeah. 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 And then just kind of, just kind of like see where that leads me. But that, I mean, I've, I've heard of it. I've done some research on it.
1: Um, Yeah. neuro linguistic programming, like for, I guess your audience, not everyone knows what it is. It's like, I don't even fully know what it is. It's, I mean, I don't know what the actual, like, if you looked it up, what the definition would be, but it's basically like a, a set of like principles that are based on psychology to, um, you know, I guess influence, um, human behavior or human psychology. And it's yeah. like, uh, you know, Donald Trump is known to, to know NLP and, um, Tony Robbins is a big NLP right, guy. Right. And it's, it's all to do with like interrupting patterns is essentially one of the foundational principles of like, you know, and this is why, like, if we, I'll give you an example, like Tony Robbins swears in mm-hmm. his, um, Uh, conferences and stuff and the I'm Not Your Guru documentary like he says he says fuck a lot and like people don't really understand it's like why do you need to swear a lot and it's like really in psychology taboo words will interrupt the pattern of our psychology so like when someone says a taboo word you immediately get your attention drawn to it because it's a taboo word so he strategically swears as he's talking mm, um okay to like draw the attention back from the audience because like obviously when he's speaking for two hours three hours four hours people can lose interest definitely but you enter in those taboo words and it draws people's attention and he'll do things like he'll stand up or he'll get you to stand up or he'll you know he just it's about interrupting the pattern or even the word look like and i've i Um, say the word look a lot, I've built a habit of being like, look, like this. And for some reason, when we say look, it draws people's attention in as well too. So, and obviously that's like just really oversimplistic, you know, things uh, with NLP, but it obviously is much more extensive than that. But like those are just some examples of like, it's just, you know, using human psychology to kind of influence and, um, yeah.
0: It's almost like the, okay. So it is, it's just kind of one component of persuasion of like,
1: a certain word or tactic or something. But you just do it to... to yourself. Okay. But you right. do it to yourself yes. as well. Yeah, uh, well, okay, gotcha. yeah, you, well, yeah, you can do it to yourself and you can do things that will influence the pattern interrupts or the programming and other people mm. to get, you know, the desired result that mm-hmm. you want. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe a neural ling- an NLP practitioner would probably be listening to me and be like, yeah. "But what? <laughs> yeah." This, These this guys is like don't a, know what they're yeah, talking yeah. about. NLP yeah. for dummies yeah. is what I just did. I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Because I've heard the term before. I don't exactly know, and I wasn't sure yeah. if it was on like others or yourself kind of thing. Totally. I, mm-hmm. It's. I've actually been reading slash listening to a lot of stuff about persuasion lately. Yeah. Um. And not, which I guess to what you guys just talked about, it's a little
1: more macro big picture kind of stuff right so So funny I've I've actually um um been I said a couple days ago that like I want to focus more on persuasion this month like I want to research persuasion a lot of people that's a term that people like they get a little squirrely when they they do it It was kind of like oh are you gonna persuade me they do but it's really it's more of a broad understanding of
0: human psychology over selling people something well yeah and like
1: We're always persuading. Yeah. Every single thing we do is persuasion. But it's like, is it motivated to to get them to do bad things or to do good things or things that serve them or things that don't serve them? If you do things that get them to if you persuade someone to do something that's going to serve them and serve the greater good Mm -hmm. of everyone, that's a win. Mm -hmm. If you do things that persuade people to do things that are bad for them and don't serve their greater good, that's manipulation. Mm. that's a different yeah, yeah. that's yeah that's called manipulation so true but there's nothing wrong with learning persuasion we are always selling everything but anyways not to get off topic but yeah nlp like i the the thing about me is look we all have our gifts we all have abilities and stuff i'm not good at a lot of things truly but i stay in my lane and i I just think I have, and I think it comes from my past because I've struggled so much. And then once you get through those struggles, you learn so much about psychology, but I don't really feel the need to, like, it's so funny. I'll listen to a psychologist talk on a podcast and she'll say something that she's spent years researching. And I'll be like, um, and I say this humbly because it's been a blood, sweat and tears of, of a journey but she'll say something that she's realized in research or psychology or whatever. And I'll be like, I've been teaching my clients that for like years. And I've been telling people this for years, or I've been telling myself this for years. So it's like, there's some sort of like, again, I'm really bad at a lot of things, but when it comes to just human psychology, I just have a knack for knowing how like things work. And I am not by no means, I'm not, I'm not going to go toe to toe with like a, a psychotherapist who's been doing it for 30 years or something, but like, you know, I, I don't know. I just have a knack for it. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, and I'm also not a, like an academic, I don't like studying out of a textbook too much. So, um, it's hard for me to like go, you know, to school and like study these things, you know, I just.
2: Anecdotes are always first.
1: Yeah, man. Anecdotes. And, and also just like, it's the way we learn. Like I love listening to a podcast of a, of a psychologist or something. Right. Rather than just sitting there studying out of a textbook. Yeah. 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 Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's something to be said about even the School of Hard Knocks, really. Yeah, over, man. I, self-education. Like, like frankly, I mean, I don't know, man. I took a lot of classes in university like, that were like... I get the point of electives is to yeah. broaden your horizons so you're not just this, like, light switch yeah. so you can only do one thing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like a lot of them were just such a, like, just filling time. Right, yeah, like, man. and it's so. How much do you really learn? I don't know. Some people, it's like, yeah, you went to school for so long, but but here's what a, do you really here's know? A, here's
1: the problem, man: is you have to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not yeah, interested, like, if you had an elective that you were like really passionate about, yeah, you would fucking study it. But like, I don't want to learn about calculus. I don't mm-hmm. care about like, yeah, studies of whatever this. Like, I don't care. But if it's going to serve my greater good or serve my highest purpose. I'm all for it. I'll mm-hmm. learn... Like, I love learning about philosophy because it, mm. it can help in my situations in my life and with my clients and makes me a better coach. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, if it's an elective that doesn't serve me, then I'm not going to be good at it. And that's why I didn't good in school, you yeah. know?
3: No.
0: Yeah. I definitely... Like, if I had taken philosophy back when I was in university, I probably would have found it boring. But now I will oh, be quite yeah. interested in it. But I totally get conversely, that. I took... Psychology, because in my fourth year of university, I looked at my uh, credits and stuff. I'm like, oh, I could take more 100-level electives. I feel like there'd be a lot of hot chicks in Psych 100 or whatever, right? So That's I took awesome. Psych 100, and here I am, however many years later, like... <laughs> on with, the long and hard podcast. Well, but, <laughs> and with a pretty decent working knowledge of a lot of psychology stuff that yeah. I've, I've self-taught. I've read a ton of books on it. And, nice. Right? So I don't know perhaps yeah. just to contradict my point a second ago, that can invigorate something in you for sure. Right. <laughs> you I c- directly. Confused. I can, I, did. So I, really rel- did. I can
1: so relate to yeah. that in that hot chicks are my motivation for pretty much everything. It's deep seated, <laughs> And then you're um, like, Oh, this is actually interesting. <laughs> it's so true, man. I, I was thinking about that the other day, like, I think at our core, we do a lot, almost everything we do is at the end of the day for just chicks, you know? know, Everything is deeply rooted in like, what's going to portray us better to women? It's just in our DNA. Yeah. Mm. I I think a lot of, and uh, I'm
0: going to tread very carefully, but Uh, especially in a traditional world, (laughs) historically speaking, where men were the only ones who could do anything, a lot of like ambition male ambition came from wanting to impress chicks, right? Of like, course. Women were the disc- caretakers. Yeah. Men S- were the... But, like, sailing across the New World, traveling this French channel to conquer the English, so on and so forth. They were, the reason they did it was really because they're like, this will get me mad chicks when I get back home, right? bro? And it, so... But
1: it's, like, just uh, evolutionary biology. It's uh-huh. just, like, we are here to repopulate the Earth. Mm-hmm. And... Women want to be with people who they, or men who they see as the most likely to produce the most, uh, I guess, powerful or efficient offspring or however mm-hmm. you want to talk it and say it. And it, yeah. that's just, I think, the game that we're all out there yeah. playing, right? Yeah. You know, it's, and then it's you throw status in the mix is what it is. And sure. then you just fit whatever society at that
0: time deems to be status, just kind of slings in right so yeah yeah
1: 100 man yeah very interesting man <laughs> so conspiracies to the gym mental health yeah to uh philosophy and uh, philosophy and yeah. now uh hot chicks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good podcast man. <laughs> man it is a great podcast man this reminds me this is like the most joe rogan-esque podcast i've ever done and i i i i'm here for it oh, excellent We appreciate that. That's what we're going for. That means a lot. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
3: (laughs)
0: Well, I think, I don't know, it's, and for me, because, you know, not to knock anyone else out there, but doing just kind of a, like, super plain interview, you've, as far as I can tell, you've done those a few times already and well yeah so we did so it's it,
1: the same conversation right did so. it did it in the beginning mm-hmm. and then you know obviously asking my team for feedback i was yeah. like you know what what do you think would make this better and that's one of the first things i said is like we like the ones that are more conversation mm. yeah you yeah. know so yeah. that's that's what i do now and i tell the guests it's like let's have a conversation yeah. you know and it's not because i want to get like because truly if, if in the beginning it was like me just interviewing and i wanted I don't know. I don't know if I wanted them to, yeah. Like I was just coming from a genuine place of curiosity of like trying to get everything out of them. And I thought that's what the audience wanted, but then turns out they like the back and Mm -hmm. forth and they just, they want to hear you like you're having a beer. They want to overhear a conversation. Like you're just having a beer with someone. Well, and people are multifaceted too, right? Like
2: to, to have them in and only focus on, you know, Oh, you're an accountant. Let's have an interview with that, right? It's, i don't know i think it's a it's, it's a it's a shitty way to to do it right yeah.
0: well and even when you have that conversation especially in a podcast format your story like kind of gets trickled in throughout so yeah. it come like they learn about you yeah in totally. a like very authentic way and they still get the stats but not in like a boring way of like all right, I was born on this day, my favorite color is blue yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. No.
1: And you know what's I think a really uh I guess valuable tool for like marketers and business owners is to realize that when you go online the more formal you are with something, that's your instincts. Is that the more formal I am, the more professional I'm going to come off, the more business I'm going to get. And it's like it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. The more formal you are, the more red flags go off when the consumer sees you. <laughs> and it's like I don't want to watch this. This is they're going to pitch me on something, or this is going to, like yeah. nowadays yeah. people want to see like realness. And that doesn't mean if you're a real estate agent that you should go on social media and be unprofessional or say something you know, inappropriate or anything. Mm-hmm, it's just, but uh-huh. be a real human. Like, yeah, yeah. just be real. And that's what the interview is, is you think it's so prof- That's, that was my instinct. And I, I got caught in that trap and I'm embarrassed to say it, but I thought the more professional this podcast sounds, the more people are going to want to listen. it's like, no, the more they tune out, mm-hmm. be a real human being, be authentic, be real, and just be casual. And people will want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, even for, I mean, like, my, I'm, I'm, my,
0: I'm a real estate agent, obviously, but yeah. I host a podcast called long and hard podcast. <laughs> I was, was going to just bring that <laughs> up. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I, and I kind of was tiptoed around it before, but now I don't really care because I've made so many more serious connections through this that I think will event, like will lead to some business on that end of things. And, and, being,
1: and well, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say kind of the authentic, uh, authenticity of it, of like, let's say a client, cause I get a lot of clients from like outside different sources of business, obviously let's say someone like wanted to list their home with me and they're like, Oh, uh, but I found your podcast with Kayler Betts and you guys talked about, uh, the Chinese government yeah. and I don't really want to list my home with you. I'd say good. good. Like you're not, not someone your I want to market, work with. hundred percent. Right? That's
1: mm-hmm. now I have time to focus on the people who are in my target market. Right. So. Being polar. I was just going to say that being polarizing is actually a really strong technique. You know, Grant Cardone, say what you want about him. <laughs> I like some of his stuff. I get annoyed yeah. by some of them, but, um, sometimes he hits the spot for me and he said a really great quote that resonated with me like crazy. He was talking about being polarizing and just like being authentic, being real speaking your truth. And he's like, you know, if, if I can get half the country to hate me, maybe I can become president of the United States. And I was like, that is so, (laughs) that's such a good point. Like, you know, Donald Trump, half the country, literally, well, maybe a little more than half the country, you know, want to see him basically dead. Hmm. Yeah, Like I would say that half the country probably would say that him getting assassinated would be a good thing. And then the other half, the reason why, you know, or I guess half the country is like that. And then the other people love him so much that they are ride or dies. And it's because Mm -hmm. he's just polarizing. So that's what I'm trying to work on a little more is like, really speaking my truth a little more Mm. and like and it's not that i've uh, i haven't been authentic it's just like you know now with like cancel culture and like you have to be so careful but like yeah i'm really trying to like i want to be careful i don't want to offend anyone but i also just want to like speak my truth like i Mm -hmm. you know if i because i do hold things back i hold things back that I, I, i i i can't say because you know I'm worried about like, what will people, and there's no ill will in me at all. I don't have a bad bone in my body. I care about people. I'm empathetic. I'm compassionate. But at the same time, it's like, you can't really say anything these days, you know? And, (laughs) and without it, you know, even, and I'm not, I'm talking about like, you know, the COVID stuff, even like, even this stuff, um, maybe like a month ago, I might've really kind of been like, oh, I don't know if I really want it. It's kind of controversial to talk about mass and stuff, <laughs> but now I'm like, you know what? Like, and Joe Rogan's been a big inspiration for me on that. That guy says anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll say anything that comes to his mind. And mm-hmm. some of it goes against some of the things he says, people would get canceled for if They were like a pol- politician or a business yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But he's just like, no, nah, just yeah. says it.
0: And he'll be like, well, And he's the first to ever really, like, proactively fact check on the go. I mean, I don't like that word, but look something up, make sure he has it right. He said something wrong about an Oregon protest. He, like, publicly publicly was like, hey, you know what? I was wrong about this, right? Mm -hmm. And then people tried to, like, blow that up and be like, Joe Rogan says misinformation, but, like, posted his apology clip. And it's like... Yeah, he's like just what? literally saying like, "Hey, I had the wrong information. I should have looked yeah. it up, right?" Like, and
1: <laughs> he's also really good at the way he says it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, not everyone could pull that off, but you know, I like to think that I hopefully will be because mm-hmm. you just Joe Rogan's the epitome of like a rational. Like, you're just like this guy is so rational. Like, it's hard to hate it, and I know some people do hate him, yeah. but he like like conservatives like him, liber- liberals like him. Like, mm-hmm. he's just kind of that like middle. He you know. he's. Perfect he's so perfect he's very perfectly down the middle. Yes.
0: I would say. Yes. And very, very fair about everything. Yeah. Which is good and which is I think what we need in like a not to be like oh society these days, but uh oh, society true, these days, like you can't converse with the other side, him being healthily down the middle and exposing you to new viewpoints from yeah. everywhere, like and to be on such a large platform and unapologetically do that like it, it's i think His it's incredibly important
1: so important
0: yeah we sound like so such important. basic bros right now yeah. but yeah this, man, i, I don't think care. when we look
3: when we're, <laughs> we're in we're 50
0: that... years when we look back like i really think joe rogan will be such like catalyst of information and discussion and kind of the zeitgeist of our times really well, i
2: yeah, really right? hope they fucking do a presidential debate on him like yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah.
1: amazing well was that real that trump actually wanted that yeah oh yeah, yeah trump yeah. Re- Trump replied
0: immediately he That's said awesome. i'm in
1: he yeah, said, I'm that's in. so yeah. awesome.
2: But, but that's what you need is that uncensored four-hour conversation for yeah. that type of thing. Hundred percent. W- whereas what you're going to get this evening is oh. is, is going to be you know sound sound bites. Right? Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's just yeah you can't get any progress done yeah. in a mm-hmm. debate like yeah. that. But
2: to go back yeah. to your previous point though, though, I think that not giving a fuck is a superpower in twenty twenty, yeah. and yeah. to be able to do that. Uh, I think you need to go through something that shifts that in your mind, whatever yes. that is for somebody. it. But there, there is that one, there's the before giving a fuck and then there's the after giving a fuck. And, uh, for everybody, it, it differs in what that is. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that if you do speak that truth, you find your real people. Yes. And yes. that's, that's so much more important than, um, trying to get everybody to like you
1: 100 yeah. percent, man you it's yeah. you, so well said you find your people and like the way i really have to we have to really look at it is like so if i were to say something that i hold on in, in as a belief in my heart mm-hmm. and someone's going to literally want to like unfollow me on social media for it or even try and criticize me for it if it's something that i if it's something I said that I was out of line, I'll apologize. Mm. Like, uh, Joe Rogan. I, I mean, I'm obviously not on that level where an mm-hmm. apology might even be necessary, but, <laughs> 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 yeah. but, uh, I like to think so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, it's like, um, it, then good. Like, unfollow me. Like mm-hmm. I, you weren't supposed to be there in the first place. Obviously if you've, if it's going to, I just did a, uh, video. I posted it yesterday, I think about, um, Uh, disagreements in 2020, how bad we are. Like everyone is just attaching onto their opinions so tightly Mm -hmm. that it's literally becoming their self-worth and their identity. So that when an external source comes in and tries to tell you you're wrong, Mm -hmm. it's a threat to their identity. And what we don't realize is for most of human history, we were thrown to the wolves. If our ideas weren't accepted, if our opinions weren't accepted, if some if we were wrong, we were thrown to the wolves. Most of human history. So it's like life or death when someone disagrees with you. If you're attaching on your opinions so tightly. Whereas like you need to learn to disassociate and realize that like your opinion can change. It's something that can evolve. It's just something you currently hold currently have a belief system about. Mm-hmm. But like don't friggin' hold on to that thing so tight because what I believed five to ten years ago. I I am I believe the opposite in many regards. Uh, I'm now. the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I'm changed like, my mind yeah. on so many things.
2: Yeah, and I mean th- the funniest thing is people will go back in your Twitter history or something and be like, Yeah, yeah. Of well, Kaylor said this yeah, four years ago. It's like, man, I don't, even, I don't even have the same cells in my body. I'm not even the same yeah. person. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Seven years, you yeah. new cells. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: that's a good point. Yeah. You uh, you never set foot in the same river twice, or however that goes, right? Yeah, man. A wise one man once said. Yeah. for sure. You never set foot in a r- river twice. Yeah. This, yeah. The same river the twice. The same river twice cuz it's, it's always, always moving, yeah. 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 Well, so I love that.
2: Yeah. For it's not the same and he's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ooh, yeah. We're getting second deep half here. that quote. Yeah. 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 There's like there's the, a f- second That's half like the third it.
0: verse yeah. of a song no one knows or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Damn, we've covered so, a lot of ground here. I love it. So
0: uh to I guess kind of bring it all together, what's uh What's next for you? I guess with your uh, your podcast and your coaching.
1: Yeah, like um, I have this incredible team, man, for the Mental Wealth Project. So I, I have two. To be really clear, I have the Mental Wealth Project, and then I have my coaching. They are separate, but they always the plan is to work in unison mm-hmm. to each other. But the Mental Wealth Project allows me to have this passion project that allows me to just make an in- impact. Um, our goal, our mission is two things. We want to normalize the conversation around mental health Mm -hmm. and number two, we want to build the biggest community online in the mental health space. Um, so that's really what we're doing. And I've built this incredible team of like the most incredible people, man, eight, eight, there's eight of us and they just do it out of the goodness of their heart, man. They are like people who just want to help and want to be there and, you know, We have an Instagram platform. We have a newsletter that goes out every week. We have our podcast. Um, And it's really just about, again, you know, uh, building a community and normalizing the conversation. So there's that. And where we want to go with that is exactly what I said. We're not going to stop until we build the biggest community and we normalize the conversation. And then I have my coaching. So my coaching is, um, is really cool. I have clients all over the world, everywhere from South Africa to Europe australia canada united states and i'm a mental wealth coach so i help people you know essentially become that 2.0 version of themselves and i use all these modalities that i've learned over the last 12 years from physical health to the subconscious mind to presence and meditation and gratitude and fear and relationships and meaning and purpose and self-worth and all these things i have a program that i take people through Uh, it's an eight-week course i do coaching calls and they have support that they can get so um so yeah man i i I work with people online like that through the phone and, and we work towards in 90 days, transforming their lives just like I went through, but kind of a sped up version because mm-hmm. uh, I, I kind of have putting it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, So where I want to go with that is I just want to keep expanding it and keep scaling it. I'm going to be launching a group uh, coaching program here soon uh, which is uh, which I'm really excited about. I want to end up doing retreats one day. I, I mean, essentially, you know, to be honest, I wanna, I want to, um, you know, not necessarily have Tony Levens, uh, Tony Robbins level of impact because I mean that is shooting it high. I mean he will probably go down as the number one quote-unquote life coach in in history Mm -hmm. but i do want to even if i could do a fraction of that of what he's doing he has conferences all over the world he speaks he's on podcasts he does documentaries he's writes books like that's what i'm going for i i really want to but in my own unique way i don't want to be tony robbins i want to be kayler Betts, and i want to focus on on what i do and essentially what i do is i help people again build mental wealth but most importantly it comes down to self-worth i grew up and i struggled because i didn't believe in myself i didn't think i was good enough i had low self-worth i help people fall in love with themselves and then when you fall in love with yourselves your belief systems change and then your reality changes and you manifest all the things you want in your life so Hmm. it's essentially what i want to keep doing hell yeah
0: where can uh i mean uh we'll we'll drop some links for you uh below if you want to follow
1: kayler but uh where can people find more of you yeah like i want to keep it really simple you know and with call to actions i want to you got to keep it simple so there's lots of places they could go but to one ask reach out to me on instagram if you liked this conversation at all if you really you know whether you're into conspiracy theories or you want (laughs) to achieve mental wealth i don't care what it is reach out to me on instagram at kayler um, that would be number one and then from there you'll see the mental wealth project in there i'd love you to give them a follow you'll see the mental wealth podcast right on there it's in my link in my bio all that stuff you'll check all that out but number one just go to my instagram that's where i'm mostly at and, and fire me a message i love connecting with people awesome, excellent huh? well thanks for coming on this was a blast this thanks a great for having conversation you we appreciate great. it yeah yeah, yeah. thanks this so much really fun